What's up, everyone? This is episode two of VDB. My name's Kenny. I'm with my boy, Zach. How's it going, guys? Today, we're going to be talking some topics about uh, America banning DGI, uh, a couple things about the new American Security Act of drones, um, some social media trends for 2024, what to look for, what's, what's, in the, what's going to be the hit for 2024, and we're going to then lead it into uh, social media burnout. Sounds good, man. So let's get down to, uh, you know, some news and trends. Yeah, so I don't know if anyone's heard about this, but the ban on the DGI is going to be coming up probably next year. It seems like this uh, new bill that's being pushed. It has a lot of footing and uh, a lot of backing now compared to last year. So probably by 2024, we're actually going to see this go into motion. What do you think about that? Um, yeah, I think it's, I mean, it's inevitable with DGI being from China. Uh, you know, there's, a, there's just bad blood with all that going on. And they're always trying, they've been trying to do things with DGI for a while now. And I know this is on a federal level. Uh, this is going to be, you know, banning on a federal, but also state level, but also, if you're accepting any federal money for your budget to buy these drones, like if you're a police station or a fire department or a rest, you know, search and rescue, which is pretty much fire department. But if they're going to use those funds to buy DGI, they're basically, what, what are they saying? A couple years after, if this law goes into effect, you have like five years to get rid of all your equipment. Yes. That is DGI. So they're giving you only five to seven years of a window to get rid of all your equipment. So even if you purchased everything, you spent $50,000 for your department or whatever's going on. And then basically next year, it's all going to be null and void at that point. Yeah. And then I think the big thing is the consumers, if they federally ban it on a state and federal level, I think it's going to be a trickle down effect and the consumer is going to eventually you know they're gonna umbrella that that act into a whole full out full on ban, where consumers like us can't fly DGI and DGI is like pretty much the the go to with drones, especially if you're like a cinematographer or even like doing mapping. And this just the price point alone is what you know people the equipment you get, the optics you get for the price point. If you bought that in America, America made drone, you'd be paying like probably, you know, 10 grand for a drone that costs you like three grand from China. What was the new drone that they're trying to push for everybody to get other than uh, DJI? Uh, Skydio, I believe they're, you know, they're American made. Um, they come from a Google executive. I remember reading about it. A Google executive left Google and uh, went to create uh new drone company skydio okay um they tried to play into the cinematography you know video capturing but their video side of things is not good their optics are not that great but their automation is great and i think they're more from what i read before they've kind of got out of the consumer and they're going for more of the private sector like big businesses that need to use drones for like inventory count right you know they'll they can use a skydio in a big warehouse that does inventory, you don't need to use a person, right? Get them up on a scalpel, you know, putting in harm's way. 
you just put a drone up and it does it automatically. But the difference is, is I actually saw the price point of some of these, uh, this new brand. It's like twelve to fifteen thousand dollars. Correct. Yeah, that's that one. I I know there's up and coming companies in America, you know, USA built, but I know Skydio is the leader, is or at least leading the pack of U.S. made drones. Which, I mean, that's just gonna take it away. I mean, because I. Because we, we've discussed this, it's going to start at a federal level, it's going to be a trickle-down effect. And once it hits the consumer, us, they expect us just to go buy a new, a new drone. When some people, including myself, it took me about a, a little while to save up, because I did a lot of research, I wanted to make sure I got everything correct, and uh, you know, I didn't want to have buyer's remorse. But now, I mean, Everyone who spent all this time saving and really wanting the DJI because it is the best. Yeah, everybody uses DJI. I mean, I would say it's 95% of what everybody uses in the U.S. I mean, their drones are great. Their video is great. Their cameras are great. Um, the price point, you can't find anything at that price point. Price point's amazing. Uh, but it's national security at the government level. That's the reason they're you know, wanting to ban this. Uh, I just hopefully it doesn't lead down to the consumer eventually. Yeah, it's not going to be right now, but these are the steps to 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 ban it outright. You know, so and they the, the way I see it, I don't see the government wanting recreational drone flying. Um, that's where I think it's going. Um, it's kind of like the RC guys, the guys that fly like RC helicopters, RC planes. They have to be in a specific. Uh, uh, they're called AMA fields, and that's where they can fly. Yeah. Like, they can't just go down to the beach and fly their RC plane or RC helicopter. They have to go to this designated area, and I think that's where drones are leading to for for hobbyists. That's something that I thought of, too, is the fact that it's going to start on the federal level. And most most likely... People who are not drone enthusiasts or even drone pilots are going to hear about this because we, you know, drone, we have a, we have a fan club, but we also have a counter to that a little bit. We have people out there that might be excited about this new law. And I think that for the regular consumer, you're just going to go out and you're going to go fly, just have a nice day. And someone's just going to come up to them and say, Hey, this is fully banned. Now you're breaking the law, all this stuff. I'm calling the cops. I think a lot of people are going to get harassed more in 2024, especially when this hits a public. Yeah, uh, because when news when it hits the news, they just say DJI ban. They don't say they don't go into the details of it. No details. They're just going to say China's so, security. Yeah. It's you know China's getting our personal information. If they're going to blow it up, and then just the regular 55 year old out there is just going to think, oh, he's you know using DJI and like and start to harass you thinking that it's on the ban list it is but not to a consumer it just it's just running into all these issues down the road and I think that's where these lawmakers want to do is just an outright ban of it uh, just because it's coming from China and China's not our friends supposedly and it just they you know I I don't know it's just everybody owns it it's just if they did an outright ban, I mean, I'd be sitting on like 10 grand worth of drones just sitting in my closet. Like, what am I supposed to do with all that? Yeah, I mean, that's something else. Okay, so you and even multiple 
people that I know, they have more than one. So what what is going to happen to the people that have maybe four DJI drones? What That's what I'm saying. They're going to ban it and then make it so expensive that you don't even want to do it. Like maybe as a commercial pilot, like where you're making money, but like the little guys who just do it for fun, they're not going to spend what ten grand on a drone just so they can go fly for fun. And how much are the? Uh, you said they're called AMA fields. Yeah, AMA fields. They're modeled airplane, like AVA. It's a, it's a whole, uh, it's a group. You pay to be a member, so you have to pay to become a member. Um, but yeah, these are designated fields for like RC planes and RC, like RC, just whatever airplanes to helicopters stuff like that and they've introduced the drone side of things mm. um but yeah it's i think that's where it's going to go if you want to go fly your drone you got to go to an ama field and once they're at an ama field practically nothing it's basically a field it's a so field. if you're into like photography or video like i'm just going to go shoot some field no, no. and it typically the people i've seen at the ama fields are the ones with the fpv drones my drone that I like to do the cinematic, the ocean shots, all that. Maybe if I see a whale out there, I'll try to catch the whale. Yeah, it's... I can't do much of anything now. It, it's... You know? it, I think just being in the industry for as long as I have been and the way the rules and laws have been changing, uh, it's going against the actual, you know, the pilot, the recreational side of it. You know, even the commercial side, even having a license might get you out of some things, but maybe it maybe you have to do a bunch of other steps to be able to even do it. I don't know. Uh, but that's just the vibe I get from this whole thing. You know, they're doing this uh, remote ID, right? Yeah. This whole, that's a whole topic in itself. I think uh, for the audience who's not familiar with the remote ID, could you give them a little rundown on that? Yeah, I mean, remote ID is, is basically your digital license plate, and it will be associated to you. So your drone... DJI drones already implement that hardware into their drones since like I think three or four years ago because it was a law that it was going to be enacted. Um, it goes into effect here in March of 2024. But in the end, it's like they can monitor you, like how high you're flying, how fast you're flying, uh, where your uh, actual home point is. So let's say you're flying in, I don't know, I'm just going to use the example like a national park right and someone sees the drone like so let's say the ranger uh, a park ranger sees your drone they might not know where you're at but they could then look it up in real time and find out where your home point is so even though you could be a mile down the road and your drone's a mile away they can still figure out and find out your gps of your home point that's actually kind of cool so there's that private yeah well but then there's privacy right because then there's going to be criminals using it Anybody can view it. It's not just geared to law enforcement or, or you know, park rangers. Like anybody can use it and see in real time. Now that's so. If you got like ten, you know, five grand of you know of equipment with you, the most I would think the most defensive, defensiveless situation is you flying a drone because 100%. your hands are tied. Yeah, you don't know who's coming up behind you either. Especially if you have an FPV. Well, yeah, then you have goggles on. You have goggles on, you, you, you completely drop Yeah, and that arm. remote ID is, is full effect for everything. It's not just for DJI drones. It's for FPV guys, the guys who built it in their garage. Uh, you know, that it's all of it. So 
Yeah, I don't see the problem with this. And you raised you raised a great point there. Is the fact that criminals are going to use this most likely? They they're going to see. Oh, okay, this guy he has a couple drones. And I myself, I've flown. I've been out in public, and I've had people kind of give me that look, like, oh, you know. Or they ask you how much things cost. How much things cost? Yeah, I don't answer that question. Never. Like not, not in public. I always man. say, oh, it cost me like five hundred bucks, and my drone's like five grand. I don't. Yeah. I don't ever tell anybody how much my stuff no, costs. No, because it's not such, they, bro. such a weird question. I would never ask a stranger. Hey. Yeah, but that's what people cost? ask, and you're like, you know, you don't know anybody. It's yeah. like I'm not gonna tell you this thing's worth five grand. And next thing you know, I got a, you know, a club across my head, exactly. and I'm out. Exactly. Right? So. And- for them, they may think, okay, I take the drone, easy does it. They don't realize there's a remote. You're missing all this other gear. Plus, we can track you once you steal our stuff. So, guys, yeah, out, but, guys out there, please don't steal people's drones. You can get caught that way. But, yeah, remote ID is a whole thing of itself. People are, you know, a lot of drone operators do not want it. I personally don't want it because it's just privacy. But it holds accountability. That's the only aspect I think I like about it because people do do stupid things and, you know, no one follows the rules or laws. A lot of people just do whatever they want to do. And I'm all for that to a certain extent. Uh, But when you're putting everybody else in jeopardy, the whole community, that's when I'm like, maybe, you know, you should know what's, you know, this is better. You should know what's better than just doing whatever you want and then screwing it up for the rest of us. It's not just that, but some of the stuff is very common sense. Like, Hey, don't fly over 400 feet. If you get in trouble for flying 600 feet, then you're just not really caring about what's going on. In terms of and that's that. the thing with remote, remote ID is they don't need to catch you in the act. They can go back and see what you did like a month ago. Like if you post something on social media and, clearly shows that you're you know above 400 feet they can go back and find out yeah they can prove it hey man i mean all this says is laws are created because people mess up too much where laws actually have to enact to stop it so i think as bad as this is and privacy issues and everything all is showing that uh there's a lot of people that uh probably were messing around when they shouldn't have didn't care i mean putting people's lives in jeopardy just to get a shot putting animal lives in jeopardy or even disturbing animal life i've seen that way too much on social media this is exactly why these type of laws yeah. are happening because people and especially you brought up national parks national parks my, airspace all yeah, that myself i love my favorite place is joshua tree how many times have I been there and I've seen people flying drones and I hear people literally yelling at the person, land your drone. And people still do it. So now, I mean, the last time I went camping, the guy lifted his drone up at 6 a.m. Someone yelled, stop it, landed it. Now he's probably get busted for that. For sure. Yeah, it's, um, but that's where it's going. So remember that date, March, I think it's March 16th, 2024. It was supposed to be September of 2023, but they pushed it back because a lot of people couldn't uh, get the equipment. Because if your drone doesn't have it on board already, you have to get like a module yeah, and you have I, to pay I, I for that, that, all that stuff. But DJI, all their stuff, all their new drones or all have that uh, 
tech on board and you can't disable it either. No. So it's, it's ready to go. You can't, I mean, only if you really like took apart your drone and really messed with it maybe, but most people are not going to do that. Yeah. Don't break the law guys. Don't do that. But yeah, just, you know, off the remote ID, just back to this, uh, security act for drones. It's the whole ban with DJI is it's, it's, you know, it's real. Um, it could be, I just hope it doesn't come to the consumer level, but that's just the way it's kind of looking at. Um, so you got to be prepared. You got to pay attention. I mean, as a consumer, you know, if you do this for work, like maybe is it, if you're in, in the market of buying a new drone, are you going to go with DJI now? Or you got to think about it now. Yeah, you have to consider that because you don't want to have business two years from now. You're going to have to buy brand new drones. You might as well just fork up the extra money now just to get uh, American-made drones that are going to be sufficient for this. Yeah, I just hope somebody picks up the the photography, cinematography side of drones and not – because it seems like the American-made stuff is completely for, like, security, Mm -hmm. military. Surveillance. Yeah, it's it's like surveillance stuff. It's not really for – you to create content with but or not great content yeah they don't want that though they'd rather they're more concerned with okay police departments fire departments uh other government organizations purchasing these drones like you like we were talking about earlier police department could easily buy fifty thousand dollars worth of dgi you know and that'll be what 25 that's another thing like departments that are getting into it now um not every cop police station has a drone department no. not every fire department has a drone department it costs a lot of money it's a slow moving thing also um at a city level of that stuff but do you what you know if you did work for a police department and you were the head guy of doing the drone stuff this is stuff that you would have to think about like am i going to spend a hundred grand of this budget mm-hmm. you know but it's if it's fed if it's a if the money's coming from federal budget, then you can't use that money to buy DGI. That's what the the law is stating. It, this act. It just doesn't make sense. Because like you were even talking about, are the American drones even going to be comparable to the cameras that we have? Especially when it's coming to surveillance, when it's coming to... Um, we were watching a video earlier where someone was talking about, okay, someone gets kidnapped or whatever. And the drone will be up in the air and be able to follow them and be able to track them and actually have a good photo, good, you know, good picture on them. Yeah, good visual. Good and visual, good all of that. All of it. And now imagine if, like, oh, federal band comes in, got to get rid of these. Now we got to get these new ones. I know a lot of departments also kind of try to. The reason a lot of departments aren't getting fully into this as well is because they have to train their officers or the who's there. You can't just lift off a drone and be proficient at it. So, yeah, every drone. I mean, I haven't. I don't fly American-made drones, but they're probably similar of of operating towards a you know to a DJI. But in the end, I don't know. Yeah. So I I know someone who had a parrot, and he was a police officer. He tried explaining it to me, and I'm like, that is nothing like a DJI. Yeah. So I, I would say parrots kind of like the leading. And, like, Skydio is one, but Parrot has been around for a while. They're a French-made uh, made drone, I believe. 
so they're not blacklisted at all. Yeah. Uh, well, I think a lot of uh, military use uh, the parrot sides okay. of things. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, hey, hopefully we don't. Uh, we can keep a good relationship. Yeah. Hopefully with we're not having another podcast about what uh, that DJI finally banned or Dude, America finally banned DJI. That's actually really. Realistic. Here in like a couple six years or something, or even yeah. six months from now, because yeah. I think the bill's going to be pushed, and if Biden signs it next month, then yeah, and, and the if you actually look at the the actual article, the act article, it's like how many pages? No one reads through all that no, stuff. It was uh, forty. Forty, uh, yeah. 40 no one's going to, you know, yeah. and it's always always this like uh, attorney, ju- attorney, attorney jargon, yeah, right? Exactly. Like no one knows, <laughs> no one speaks that stuff at all, exactly. right? So and that's why like... they do it. They want to elongate it. Cause, and like even the guy said it best. He's like, no one's going to read this bill. But all they're going to see is China and defense. And, and then national like, security. National security. China's not our friend, quote unquote, even though we still buy them from them. And we still supply uh, fast food chains and vice versa. I guess drones are just off the book. Yeah, well, we'll see. I mean, it's... I, I would say, let's get rid of TikTok. Before we get rid of drones, yeah. What's hurting I, society? Yeah, I would say uh, TikTok is pretty much up there in 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 that list of making people pretty much dumb. Just dumb, uh, narcissistic, and a, a, a agenda pushing too, because they're pushing a certain agenda. You know, they 100%. want you to they want American people to think a certain way and hate a certain way a way of life or who's better, who's not, what group. It's really de- a divisive type of uh, tool. It China, is. So. Especially, I mean, here's this. My students, you know, I asked them, what do you want to be when you grow up? I used to be firefighter, police officer, whatever. 90% of them say, I want to be a streamer. I want to be a social media star. Influencer. Influencer. I want to be a TikToker. That's crazy. And that just shows that what's really the threat. Yeah. Because maybe dumbing us down as a nation 10 years, 15 years from now, we're really going to see the results of it. Oh, yeah. Compared to, hey, let's get everyone a drone to kind of explore and uh, actually do something. Do something constructive. I mean, drones add so much. We have a friend that works for boats who follows uh, dolphins and whales. Dude, the footage he has is so good because of the drone. Now, yeah, well, just uh, scientific research. Scientific in, research in general. Just, I mean, we, I mean, when I was working with him one time, we we found a pod of four great blue whales, and they're teenagers, and they're in the midst of just kind of a courtship, just been pre-courtship learning. Seeing that from above downward angle is so much different than seeing some stuff splashing up from a boat's perspective like we we could do so much cool stuff with drones instead uh... well keep your eyes out see what happens you know like anything things change you know people will do a little uproar you know but this is something i just thought but when you throw national security that's that's the big thing with every with these laws so We'll see where it goes. We'll see where it goes, but it also next year's election year. So yeah, yeah. I, if uh, 
I'm sure if Trump was in office, I don't think this would be considered as a bill. Yeah, we'll see. I don't, I don't really know if it's a, it's a full on like majority support type thing, or is it just one sided? I don't know. It's majority. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, then majority so it's, is. It's um, well, we're gonna break away from that and head on to some social media trends of 2024. Um, you know, since the end of the year of 2023, kind of want to talk about a little bit of the what to look for in 2024 for your social media stuff. You know, what's what's going to be in, what they're implementing. Uh, it looks like AI is going to be playing the big factor of every, everything. It's been a big factor in 2023, but they're going to keep pushing that. Um, a lot of AI tools, of course, to help you out. Um, a lot of, imp you know, they're implementing a lot of AI into like Instagram. Um, you know, of course, Photoshop, you could totally change a whole photo around. I mean, you could be on a basketball court and take a photo of somebody and then totally change the background and the whole layout of it. Like you're in like some jungle with a waterfall. It's, yeah. I'm, I'm not really too, like, it's cool, but I is think. It, is it necessary? I don't, I mean, it's, it's takes away from a, like being a professional too. Like if this is your profession, like somebody can come in and just like, like you don't need to go to that location, right? Not just that. I mean, I remember in the beginning of this year, artists were having a massive issue with the AI. Yeah, because they were stealing their like images. Images or even just cutting out the fact that like, you can have a beautiful painting or a beautiful image and it takes months. The person's really working on it. AI will generate it in an hour. Yeah. It's, and uh... it's literally stealing other people's images and forming it into its one own image to make it quote unquote better. I think AI looks pretty bad. But... Yeah, it's not fine tuned yet. It's still in like an infant stage, but that's what they're working towards where it's you know, is it going to take over people's profession? I mean, graphic designers, right? Like people make a living doing this, like do, being an expert at Photoshop. And if you just tell AI, hey, I want this, like, you know, maybe you have a business that you need a coupon or or you just have AI make it for you, like a specific coupon for your product or whatever. You just tell it, hey, I want it to look like this with this color, with this, you know, lettering font. And I want it to say in this text. And it does that and it spits it out. Yeah, we were talking about in the last podcast, people are going to lose their jobs. I mean, um, chat, GD, GPT, GPT. I mean, the fact that you can respond to important emails or messages without even putting any thought into this. You literally could just type in, hey, how do I respond to my boss about a late project? And it'll formulate the most beautiful edit, you know, yeah. edited uh, thing for you and all you have to do is copy and paste it now what's scary about that is the, is the fact that i've used it a couple times chat just to kind of just mess around with yeah, it just but i see how it is just to see how it is but i've never used it in the capacity of like as a professional document never 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 well never. kids use it for their essays and kids stuff. use it for their essays my students have told me they use it for their homework but I know, them, but no. I know there's another platform where you can run through that essay and it and will tell you, check it. Yeah. it will tell you, I know a lot of college students have gotten like, uh, like gotten in trouble for all that. You that's, know? that's crazy. I don't, so, I don't know if they're going to be that doing that to elementary school kids, yeah. but, um, the fact that we're trying to cut corners 
It's not that hard to write an email out to your boss saying, hey, man, I'm sorry I was a little late on this. I, I apologize. I will get it done to you better next time. Now, we're, I mean, I actually know someone who uses dating apps, and instead of responding like a normal person, he has the AI yeah. uh, make responses. And he's like, it's very successful. The girls are liking what I have to say. They're loving the responses. And he's like, it's all me. And this then when they meet me. him, he's a total jerk off. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, they're still enthralled. But by... not, you're not authentic about who you're not authentic. You're not who you are, really. Yeah, I mean, imagine you're trying someone to fall in love with some a with poet a, with a actual robot. It's a you know. But that's they... where we're going though. Because we, because we see, it's being deceiving people too. Like you're deceiving it, you know. Like, yeah, it's cool. It it consolidates a lot of things and helps you in time, right? That's one thing you can't buy is time, right? So when you got to do a bunch of things, you know, this helps you out. It's a good tool, but I think people are going to abuse it, like with dating apps, like anything else. It's going to be abused. but yeah, that's kind of where social media is going. Just the whole AI stuff, even editing. Um, it's going towards that, like video editing, cap cut. Like they can, it, it, they can do pretty good like cuts for you. And um, it doesn't, it's not there yet to, to take out the human, you know, but it's, it's getting there, man. Man, I'm glad you brought that up. I have been watching YouTube since I was 17, so 2007. The amount of videos that I see now that are about three to four to five hours long are so, it's like pretty much every other video is going to be that long. I look at some of these videos and I'm watching it. This is AI generated. This is, it's not AI generated, but it's edited. It's AI formatted and they typically have like a robotic voice uh, narrating what's going on. I'm like, dude, someone just literally set up a program to make a five hour long video on YouTube. And it's getting views. It's growing. It's, you know, it's amassing. And they're making money off that. Yeah. I think, I mean, a part of me saying that's actually kind of badass that that's going down. But at the same time, there are guys out there who do have YouTube channels. They've been working for their whole entire lives on these channels. And they tell you, hey, I made a video that's three hours long. This took me a whole month to edit. Yeah. It's and a now process. It's, it's process. So now it's. You know, all these guys who had to work really hard at their craft. Now you're just having some little little program just whip something up for you. I mean, it's not a whip up, but it's in the YouTube video. Like you're saying, the YouTube videos are not that clean. You could tell it's some sort of. AI. Yeah, it's 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 hard. It's still a little bit rough around the edges, rough around the edges. But eventually, give it five years from now, we're not even going to be able to tell what's real, what's not real. Yeah. Even having a spokesperson in, like, your video could just be all AI created. It is. So, most, like, most you, of them are, yeah. Sure. So, you could literally have this fake spokesperson. You could create a product, create this spokesperson. People love, you know, a lot of people love spokespeople. They're the ones that, like, drive a lot of product sales, you know. Surprise. Like, you see in, like, infomercials back Surprisingly, in the day. Surprisingly, I don't know. Like, I, I think I, I don't remember the last time I read this was, like, the AT&T guy. His contract for like three years was like almost ten million. Oh yeah, they they make a lot of money. Those uh, yeah, especially if you get on a big uh, big company. Silly little. But you're gonna see. I think you're gonna see just more AI generated spokespeople because you're not gonna have to like like you say you don't have to spend ten million. You know, on these. You're not gonna have to spend ten million. You're not gonna have to worry about the person doing anything outside of 
the you know commercial. yeah you're the one scripting it you're scripting it you know how many times have people hired someone for something and then they end up getting arrested for something silly you know ends up ruining the product you have to cut that person out of the sponsorship or whatever now the ai is not going to do that that's his job that's his yeah. purpose is to make sure it's doing the best job it can so part of me is like ai it's going to be good for us and it shows the evolution of us but i also evolution of our intellect as a species but i also think that most people who do not totally understand ai are going to get dumbed down because of it because they're like oh this is i don't have to count to 10 this will count to 10 for me yeah yeah i agree you're gonna get lazier people are already lazy as it is so just gonna get lazier and um you're just gonna be pushing buttons you're not you're just gonna be like a slug pushing buttons you or don't want to do anything for yourself. Slug that push buttons or even just peeking into, you know, your phone real quick and it'll type it up, clear it out for you, make it way more precise and send it out to you. I mean, there are already websites like that where the, what was the website they promoted often where it's like, oh, you don't like what you typed for your boss. So let this come through and it'll clean it all up for you and make it everything, you know, yeah. super. That's cool, but that's not and yeah. I think if you can actually formulate a good email or a good letter that says everything on you as a person, and I don't know, I I feel better for myself than having to I think, like, with any tech, there's always great responsibility. And people are always going to abuse oh, yeah. technology. Um, so that's the whole thing with AI with me is this. If, if it's used for good, it's great. But there's going to be, a, of course, a ne- the negative side to it. and. Like, you don't know uh, how people are going to use it or abuse it or, you know, just, you know, be this, doing doing shady things with it. Super shady things. I mean, this was uh, this happened two years ago. I read this yesterday and they actually just released this uh, news a few days ago. So uh, correct me if I'm wrong. It may I think it was Tesla. They were building, you know, Elon has his roster of robots being built. yeah yeah i've seen one just recently so one the of the squats and everything so squats more athletic than both of us combined punch a hole through you oh scary but yes <laughs> um what i saw or what i read was was some guy like accidentally bumped into the the robot knocked it down the robot got up grabbed the guy and grabbed him hard enough where he started bleeding and there was actually a decent amount of blood from him just and crushed it, his it arms. crushed his arms that was a malfunction it's like robocop so imagine if ai gets interpreted in into the uh robotics and it decides okay this guy was being mean to me for the past year he treats me like a robot but i think i'm better than a and robot. The, yeah the learning uh process of it are they like getting smarter as you know they're they're getting hit with so much data and information they like, have are, to be smarter yeah than, they, they got, have to be smarter than yeah. the average person yeah now, like are they are, Come they, on, yeah. The so. average, the a, we as Californians, we got listed as below Alabama in terms of IQ. We are, I think, the last ten in terms of the states of IQ. I guarantee there is some AI, AI technology, even just robots out there that are probably probably a bit more efficient and a little bit smarter than humans. So yeah, well, close off on that. Even though we kind of went off on some robotic tangent there. Uh, the social media trend is more AI stuff. Yeah, so it's AI. just, you're going to be seeing it more. You're going to keep seeing it as we 
keep getting more older and it's going to be part like drones have kind of done with us and it's just going to be more part of life um I just hope I don't it, know if I'm ready for that. Yeah, I'm not either. I'm, I'm. I saw. I watched Terminator. I hopefully yeah. it doesn't go to the into that I that mean, realm of things. But uh, we'll see, man. I mean, the way we treat robots, dude. Probably. Yeah, maybe. All right. Next well, topic. yeah. Next topic. We're gonna get into our main topic is social media burn. So mm-hmm. burning out. Uh, there's a couple things, you know, I see people on social media talking about how they get burnt out or they get tired of trying to please everybody or please the algorithm or, you know, just stopping your daily life because this becomes a priority and then people getting burnt out. I've, I've never really got burnt out personally. I just kind of do things how I want to do it when I want to do it and post it whenever I want. So the whole burnout to me is never really, I've never really had that control me i've never had social media like over my head and like oh i got to do this and it has to be posted at this time but i know a lot of people are having issues with that so burning out is it is it more of like demotivating because it's like okay you're not seeing the numbers you want to get you're not seeing the that's probably what some people think is like they're not you know they're creating their content and it's not going viral this whole viral mentality i think people are they need to get that out of their head just because somebody goes viral. That's great. And yeah, you want to get to that point, but in the end, we're not in control of that. Right. No. So I, it, it's hard because I've had burnout before I've had burnout from when I was just a regular photographer doing sports photography, I'd burn out working at jujitsu tournaments. You know, uh, I had burnout when I was teaching jujitsu. It it's, it's burnout of just um I think it's a little bit different for some people on social media because our burnout and our motivation is too determined on our numbers. We're looking way too much at the algorithm and we're looking when we're comparing ourselves way too much to other people. We'll post something and maybe a half an hour someone will post something and we'll compare oh Yeah, it's a comparing why, thing. Why why does he get more views on his thing than me? How does he have more likes? I've seen people delete their posts because they're like, "Oh, I didn't post." It yeah, and the then right repost time. it and like a couple days, couple days later, and it does worst. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I don't know. I think people are addicted. It's just like doing drugs. It's a dopamine rush. Yeah, you get for sure. you get the addiction. People are praising you and uh, you know commenting on your stuff, and you just you feel good. And I don't know. I'm just in the end, I just don't care. No. Nah. Um, I just do things how I want to do them, uh, not for other people. I do it for myself. Uh, I just wish more people were maybe more like that. But, you know, it's your page. You can do whatever or whatever or whatever you decide to do with your content. But I just I see a lot of people saying, oh, I need to take a break or uh, I, I'm burnt out. And it's like, well, you're allowing yourself to get to to that burnt out stage. Like what's dictating your burnt out? The numbers, like you said. Or is you're just tired of going out and shooting and, you know, not, I guess not reaping the benefit from it. Like, to me, like, going out and shooting is an experience. Like, you know, doing photography or video, every time you go out, you learn something new. So, like, it should be more like, that's, I want to go shoot because I want to be better. Not because I need to appease the masses on my on my social media. But that's probably the core athlete in you. 
I think just people who grew up playing sports, people who grew up uh, kind of skinning their knees and climbing trees and falling out, we kind of have the mentality of like, we're motivated to see our success grow and we're not going to let uh, outside sources dictate that. I think the second you let outside sources dictate it, or you're letting outside sources kind of... Well, you lost the passion then. You lost the passion. You're following the money and you're following what other people like. Um, which, I, you know, I know some podcasts do that. They'll, they'll review Reddit to kind of see what their uh, people are talking about. And kind of, They'll form their podcast around that. But they don't completely change their script around just to format it for... Uh, some random person on Reddit. Yeah, like our podcast. Bingo. Yeah, well, I think it's also, it's creating content also, but then spending the time to respond. And if someone, you know, comments on your post, like you feel obligated to comment on theirs, even though if it looks like dog crap, you're just like, oh, this is great. You know, awesome shot. You know, it, it it gets so generic and like, that turns into a job itself. And that's one thing I don't really like about Instagram is this like transactional community is like, I need to, I need to engage on everything you do. So I expect you to engage on everything I do. And if I go on vacation where I want to enjoy life and then I miss a couple of your posts, then you, then you stop doing it. And then you're just like, what, what game is this? Like, I thought we were like, I thought we were like, you know, they always say fam, dude. Like, well, you're going to treat me like family, right? Like, what's up with that? What's crazy is I have actually been – so I'm 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 social media. I'm a waver. So I'll be super into it, and then the wave will go down. I'll take a break just because I think as people, we shouldn't be on social media every single day, every single moment. We need little breaks here and there. I actually had my friend's wife. She was like, Is, did I do something wrong? Well, yeah, they mean? take it personal. What, what do you mean? What? She's like, you haven't liked my post in a month. I haven't been on social media in a month. I took a break for myself. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought you were mad. Really? Yeah, the interpretation. Interpretation. You couldn't reach out to me and say, hey, is there something going on? Like, are like, you okay? Yeah, like, hey, are you okay? Is everything all right with you? There's no, like are you mad at me because you haven't that's that's the thing everyone goes to that negative side of of thinking and i just and i i kind of berated her a little bit i was like hey dude i love you and everything but social media is not the end of the world i know it means a lot to you and you're promoting your whole little uh it's life man your whole business on the side and yeah she pretty much cut me off cold turkey at that because i because she thought that I was really mad at her and she wanted to dig into it. And it's like, we make boogeymen because we want to feel like, for example, Instagram changed their stuff around last year a little bit with the reels and um, it motiv- it demotivated a lot of people in terms of yeah, like, cause it was a photography based platform that totally rearranged and like left the photographers in dust, which dust. built that, um that core community and was like we need to make videos and now everyone's making you know you know not everyone's a video editor so they start making this like video i don't know it's just 
some of it's crap to me. I, it's so basic. And, it's and I it's don't. TikTok. It's yeah, tic, it's TikTok. It's, it's kind of. It took on TikTok, yeah, because they saw how popular TikTok got during 2020, and everybody jumping on that, and they tried to uh, basically become a, a a version of TikTok. I mean, even you and I. We'll make a reel for Instagram, and that takes hmm, an hour or so. Yeah, you know, depending how uh, you know how much work is how, in di- it. how dynamic you want it to be. Like I, I don't, I don't just use my phone to, to oh, make no. footage. I know a lot of people do that, and sometimes that works for you. But to me, it's about quality. Yep. And I, I'm all about quality, and I do this as a business. So, like to me, I, the only reason I got on social media was to make money. It wasn't to be an influencer or anything, not that type of money, but as a business owner, I was just using it as a, as a free tool, right? To market yourself. That's the only reason I got on social media was that reason, you know, and you meet some cool people and you, you, you know, there is an engagement and you might meet some people in person and, you know, get some friends or some networking out of it. It's, it's definitely beneficial, but 100%. when it takes over your life and that's like what you're living for, that's when you have issues like that's taking over your real life and like what really matters in my opinion um, but I heard, I heard uh i heard the best thing said the other day uh the whatever podcast who's calling some girl out for having tiktok brain tiktok brain is a real thing oh yeah i wouldn't doubt it like we you know everything's based on our self-image instead of just focusing on the fact of what's going to make everyone else around us better and what's going to make everyone else grow as a community or even just simply as your family you know if you're just a narcissistic person you're just like look at me look what i can do well that's a lot of that's a lot of social media nowadays it's all look at me look Look what i can do i mean but what i was getting at is our videos they look great because we put work into said videos but then we've seen videos where it gets like six million views and it's a dog spinning in the lawn or yeah something, something that real, happens every single day like it's something that is just come on man my dog did something really funny this morning yeah i didn't post it you know she's hilarious but yeah it, yeah i don't yeah i mean it's just you know but you gotta spend time on it you gotta spend time on instagram you gotta you gotta put time i i really think they they clock in your time and they do for sure, but they want you to be on that platform. They want you to be on and there. the more you're on it and you're creating content, the more they, they push it, I think a little bit more. So you keep getting that dopamine and continue to be on it. Um, but yeah, it's to me, like I said, I got on it to make money. Yeah. It's great. If a reel does really well, like, you know, I'm going to be stoked of course, of course. but to me is, all I want is that one person to view it and hire me and pay me real money. Yeah. Yeah. And my- like pay, like having a big following, if you're not making any money from that, like what's the point? What's the point? Is that paying your bills? No. No. Then what is it really for? Paying your ego. Yeah. That's it. So okay. to me, it's like, I don't care if you have 2000 followers or you have 200 K followers Maybe the guy that has 2,000 followers is actually making money doing this. Because he's actually driving. And he's working, so he doesn't have all this time to be on social media, and he has to grind and hustle, right? That too. Yeah, I don't have all day to just uh, look No, I mean, some people can do it, but... And to be honest, I get burnt out. I think I hit... There there you go. There's a burnt out right there. Five minutes of scrolling, and I'm just like, okay, 
Yeah, and I, I don't even funny. do any of that stuff. I barely scroll. Like, I don't put much time into it, man. I, I can't. Like, I got too much stuff got going, too much on. going on. I don't and, know. And guess what? Real life is a lot more uh, rewarding when you're going through stuff instead of, like, you know, we were talking about how everyone always has to have their phone out. Or, you know, even if you're having a conversation. Hey, your phone's out. Your phone's out. Like, bro, that comes from social media. Because what are they doing? Checking. Checking Instagram. Gotta look at my Twitter. That's one thing I have off of uh, my phone is notifications. I don't get notifications like yeah, for Instagram. Yeah, the, uh, sleep mode or whatever. Yeah, I just yeah. turn it. You just swipe it off. Yeah, because, dude, if right. I, it would just, I, my phone would just be pinging all day. Yeah, and it's just I a do. huge distraction. I, lo I love that mode. Like, that mode is awesome, especially even if I'm just reading. Because I notice whenever I'm just reading, everyone wants to call me and talk to me all of a sudden. And I'm just like, dude, if I just put it on sleep mode, then yeah. I'll get to you afterwards. I can yeah, maybe try that out there. Is maybe, you know, turn your notifications off. Maybe it lets you decompress a little bit and not always have to be so like, oh, someone's commenting. I need to go comment back. But that's part of that dopamine. Yeah. It's that dopamine. I've seen people literally, their phone will go off in their pocket and their eyes will. The worst is when you're having a con hanging out with somebody and you're like supposed to be hanging and you're like you're having lunch and they're like on their phone and you're yeah. like talking to them and you know damn well they're not even like paying attention to no. what you're saying and, you know and they kind of give you that uh-huh you know reply like uh-huh 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 and you're like dude you haven't heard heard of She'd be like, one word you, that i just can said you repeat to you, bro. exactly what i just said yeah repeat the uh, last uh -huh. sentence yeah well that sounds great and that and that <laughs> and that's the problem too because that that flows into everything that could flow into your business you know you could go you could want to uh expand your business and you're going to take those practices and what if this person's like an actual business CFO, whatever, and he sees you on your phone? They don't do that. They don't. They, I don't even think most of those most of those uh, meetings don't they just leave their phones outside? Yeah, I mean, they're they're not on the table. Let's they're just not say on that. The table. They don't even. It's a social thing. It makes you like socially awkward. Also, like if you have to have your phone out and look at it, and you're like trying to talk to somebody, no one's gonna. I wouldn't take anybody serious, and I lose no. interest real quick. No, like, I actually, was especially on a business level, right? Business like, level friendship. It's eye, eye to eye, man. To me, and if you're not, if you don't have, uh, you know, the consideration to give me your full, you know, active listening and being there, like later. I was actually talking with one of my neighbors the other day, and he pulled out his phone and I don't know, he's scrolling or whatever, and, it was, and I was like, dude. I'm gonna go in my house, you know. I'll talk to you later. We'll talk yeah, that's what I do. I and just... then, and then he's like, "No, no, no, wait, we're having a conversation." I'm like, "Bro, yeah. we've been talking for uh, 20 minutes. I got stuff to do, and then you want me to wait here because you want to text someone real quick." Yeah, well, like, it's very entertaining to watch you click your phone. But uh... I mean, I think the audience needs to like, you know, ask themselves like, "Why do I get burned out?" If they do, I know some people do. Like, what are the steps you can take to not make yourself burnt out? or over it, or very uh, uh, focused on the numbers of everything. I, I think one tip that I've read is really good is um, switch stuff around. You know, if you're doing the same thing, if you're doing the same type of reels for two months, you're not seeing any growth, or it's not enhancing your business, why don't you uh, try, and try a yeah. new strategy to try to make it... Make yeah, you can't be one-dimensional. And that's, I... what a, that's what a lot of people... Yeah, yeah, do. because they don't want to... They're they're comfortable, right? They're comfortable. They don't they want to get out of the comfort comfort zone. People like to be comfortable, 
And I've always said when I would do drone work and like when I tell my students is you got to be willing to be, uh, you know, comfortable being uncomfortable. Yep. And I think that's a Navy SEAL saying actually yep. is jujitsu too. Yeah. All of that, because mm. a lot of times you're going to be in uncomfortable situations, especially if you're making money and if you're making content, you're shooting for somebody or whatever, like when you're doing it, it is uncomfortable because they're they're gonna make you they might ask for something that you don't want to do but they're paying you to do it and you gotta you gotta show, show them what's up show face. Yeah, yeah so that's i think people need to get out of their uh their little shell sometimes with with creating content and i think that's maybe where people do get burnt out they're not expanding or trying new things and learning new things because then you don't get burnt out because i'm like oh i just learned how to do stop motion and I've never done stop motion before. And I just, I decided to do this for this project. And I just learned something about stop motion. Right. You know, I, I think everyone's just kind of, I think everybody's also trying to follow what everyone else is doing too. Well, that, and the maybe trends. that is not your passion. Maybe that is not you. You just saw someone get super successful on this and maybe you did the same thing and you found a little bit of success in that. And then you base your career on that. I don't think you're going to really, you're not going to be happy doing that for years and years and years. No. Eventually you're just going to be like, well, this was, I, the only reason that they were passionate about it in the first place is because it, it, it had growth. Now, even if they didn't, even if they didn't like what they did, they're still going to love that growth. They're not going to go back to their old stuff where it was getting right. 200 views compared to something they posted where it gets 30,000 or 40,000 or so I think that's where the burnt out comes from too. Is you're not really doing you. You're not really doing you. Yeah, you're I think just following a you're trend. Following trends. I think that was why I, myself for a little bit I got tired of jujitsu was because I was having to teach people stuff that wasn't stuff that I myself practice or stuff that I would use in a actual uh, match or an actual fight. I'm teaching stuff that I don't really like or stuff that if I had a child, I want to teach my kid some of these moves. Right. So I, it didn't make me feel like I'm actually helping people. It's just like I'm kind of helping the gym I'm working at. I'm helping the instructor and what he wants me to teach. But then are these kids going to really be able to defend themselves? Are they going to really feel safe? That what got, That's what got me burnt out because I'm like, man, I can't really – I'm selling a false product. Right. I'm selling it to – You're appeasing some I'm, I'm, some yeah. somebody or something but you're not being true to yourself exactly and i think that's what social media is nowadays we're not really being ourselves we're we're we yeah you're being something you're not we're, yeah and you know like i'm saying my students oh i want to be a tiktoker i want to be a youtuber when i get older you didn't come up with that by yourself you saw someone that you liked or you saw their success and you're like oh yeah that's i'm easy. gonna copy that i'm gonna copy that because they did it they're having fun now and I can do that too. And then the originality and being authentic. It trickles down. It yeah. trickles down. It, it, yeah. You miss it you, because if you want to copy some somebody or something, you're not being authentic to yourself, exactly. right? And every level it goes, it gets a little bit more And uh, like saturated. you said, you're trying to be something you're not and you're going to be doing things that maybe you're not too good at and you look like a fool more you than... You look like a fool. Yeah, so I you mean... Know, if you have someone like David Goggins out there running... Telling people, get off the couch, do your thing, lose your weight. I'm going to listen to David Goggins. Right. Now, if this is some random guy outside Walmart yelling at me and telling me to do that, then I'm going to be like, bro. 
Only if he's like super in shape or something. Yeah, if he's like super jacked, <laughs> yeah. then maybe. I mean, <laughs> maybe. But he's doing something right. He might. He might have that cheap. He might have the sauce though. He might be cheap on the side. Who knows? On that trend. On yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's um. You know the whole. It's just it's a fine line trying to find to be you know to be happy and not burning yourself out. And I just don't. I I just think people need to just be themselves and be not themselves, and not man. be you know because i know on social media you can just fake it until you make it right if yep. that even happens and i think just people yeah they just just be true to who you are and be who you want to be but also cr- the stuff you create is something you want to do not just because some trend is telling you or this what got you the numbers or Stuff like that. I mean, I, I go on certain trends on my stuff, but mine are, like, more funny stuff. I like to I like to put in incorporate, like, those, like, videos where people are getting hurt. And then yeah, it goes into, I, like, seen, seen yeah, that. those that's are cool. But that's, <laughs> those are funny to Yeah, me. but that's more, um, that's a trend, but it's, you're not totally, you're still putting your work yeah, into it. Yeah, I, I putting, put my little twist yeah, to it, but I use, I use it. like, one of their clips. I'll, re- like, screen record one of their clips and. I'll add that as like my intro, dude. But that's also, <laughs> pretty, but that's, I just laugh though. But it makes that's me laugh. also unique to you because I don't really see a lot of people doing that. No, not a lot of people do. So that's actually, and Some especially do. you doing that with drone footage. You're probably the only person that's doing that. Oh, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe not. So exactly, I mean, that's unique to you. Yeah, I just do things I want to do, and yeah. that's why I don't get burnt out. Like if I want to edit the way I want to edit, or make it a a 40 second clip and they're telling me it needs to be eight seconds. I don't care what they say to me. And to be honest, I don't think that none of those, uh, little algorithm rules, they don't matter. I think that's all. I think the, I think people pull that stuff out of their butt and they think it actually sticks. And it's like, yeah, it's always changing. It's always changing. It doesn't matter. It does. I don't, I think it literally, if you keep, if you keep a clean record on social media, if you're not leaving comments, uh, negative comments or anything, but you're on social media, like you're saying, kind of being fake a little bit. Like, hey man, that's the best sunset I've ever seen in my life. Really, that's the best sunset you've ever seen. Why would you say that? I, it's. I think the common sense shouldn't has to go, in my to. opinion, because it just becomes this weird, like, it, I, like you said, you're being fake, dude. You're being fake. When I was in high school, I remember MySpace days. You know, I yeah. remember. The girls would do that. They'd leave comments, you're so pretty, or you look this way, and I love it. And the only reason they wanted it is because they wanted that same person to comment on their pictures. Yeah, Quid it's transact- yeah transaction. Now we're we're doing it. Like, yeah. grown men are doing this. Like, there are men in their 50s doing this. Why? It's so, it's tacky, makes you look bad. You know, if it's something cool, like if someone got like a drone footage of like a, a whale giving birth i'm gonna leave a comment and say dude that's yeah that's, stuff, that's epic know? stuff that's, right that's like you, you you saw something i don't normally see but if you're gonna show me the same thing over and over again i don't know what to comment on your stuff anymore i don't comment i don't, I don't and that's the whole thing comment, like yeah. oh i don't comment but i liked your stuff now it becomes you have to yeah, what's wrong with like oh he's being he's being a jerk now like uh and i'm not gonna do it for him and it's just it's a game and i don't i just game. don't i don't it's, play the game is this uh it's I, also did, like, I just oh. decide not to play the game oh hey man you didn't like my stuff in a couple months i'm Unf- unfollow unfollow you. there's a that, that's a that, whole I think, uh, 
segment in itself, this whole follow, unfollow that, game, that man. That to me is ugly because it's like this. How many times... If you're a media person and I see that you do some sort of work, I'm going to follow you back because, you know, we could maybe discuss something, maybe bounce some ideas off of each other, whatever. But if I see you unfollow me just because you wanted to gain a follow, do you think that makes you a good person? That makes you... Makes you look bad. It makes you look like such a shoddy, shady individual. Like, why, you know... I don't care about my... Uh... Well, that's... Not to cut you off, but that's the whole thing. Like, you, everyone keeps saying this is a community, but you choose yeah. to only follow 200 people yeah, and, exactly. and, you, have a, and you have a following of 50,000. Yep. Like, and what then, community then, do you have? And then and you look at the 200 people they're following, they're following, like, Usher. They're yeah, it's all these, like, popular like, uh, people. Dana, or, like, hot, like, people with big numbers. Yeah, and, they're following Steve-O, Dana yeah. White. You and don't, you don't know like, this person personally, nor is he following you back. You I just always, want to show off the fact that you feel like I made it. I always look at it like a, a networking tool. Like if someone's doing something similar to me and they're going to support me, I'm going to do it back to them. Right. Of course. Like, yeah, maybe they're not as good, but they're still trying and trying to do something cool, like being a drone operator or whatever. Support I'll follow you back. Yeah. Like, I don't 100%. care. I don't care about numbers, like, no. and so, my that, that's a whole that's a whole another segment we'll get into another time. But yeah. that whole unfollow follow game is a joke to me. And you, and there's people that would like literally like I've had somebody literally like DM me and like I thought was like oh we're cool we're like f- like friends and like follow each other for years, and then all of a sudden he stops unfollow you know unfollows me, and I've called people out on that. Yeah, uh, one time in this, in this and the guy like got super upset because I blasted him on one of his posts and I was like, Oh, you're all about the, the, all about the ratio or something. I wrote like, you're just about the follow to unfollow ratio. And I said like peace or something, you know? And he DM me and was like, what was this all about? Like, and I'm like, dude, you unfollowed me, man. I thought we were like, cool. Ooh, and know? then he said, then he was, you know, tried to backtrack and say, Oh, that, that was an accident. And I'm like, you know you unfollowed me, why, man. Why do you have to lie, man? Like, why? Here's then the he thing. follows me back, and I gave him the benefit of the doubt. I said, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll let that one slide and say, okay, it's an accident. So I followed him back. We followed each other back. And then what do you do, like, maybe, like, a year or two later? So this is, like, four years of, like, like being, you, you know, you know what friends, I guess. You know what and then is. he unfollowed me again. That's a coward, bro. Yeah. That's so a coward. Instead of so bla- the- instead of blasting him. I just unkindly, I just kindly unfollowed him back. But that's a coward. And moved on. Because think about that. That's not, and it's also like the level of loyalty. Like people don't have loyalty anymore, and it's just you're only going to be loyal off the people that you can actually get something out of. I will be loyal if you show me loyalty. I don't care who you are. I will show you loyalty back because I try to live in that mindset of treat people the way that you want to be treated. Right. I don't think that people need to. It's not that complicated. If you don't like people uh, stepping on your shoes, then why are you stepping on said people's right. shoes? Yeah, that's how I always, that's how I roll too. But well, just to end that off, we're gonna go to uh, our quote of the day. Yeah, man. We always end this podcast with a quote of a day. It's more how we can apply this quote to our life, or maybe it resonates with certain people. Or um, it's always good. I always like quotes. Growing up, it always keeps me in a good mind frame, especially if I'm Definitely. down. Right, like if your life's tough, I, I think a good quote, good, 
good quotes will bring you up, make you like put things in perspective. And, you know, this guy, David Goggins, he's helped me out some tough times. Yeah, dude. Goggins is, he's just ruthless and I, I just like he's on, he's honest. He's it's honest. Just, there's no sugarcoating with this guy and he tells you how it is and that's how I roll and life is not easy it will beat you up if you decide to just roll over and take it like you gotta you're the you gotta take the uh, the the bull by the horns and and really make something of of yourself life is not going to do that for you so here's the quote everybody comes to a point in in their life when they want to quit but it's what you do at that moment that determines who you are uh that i mean to me that's adversity it's adversity. It's it's understanding that how many businesses in the United States were started and they had one bag hit a hiccup and they just gave up. They're like, oh, well, this business is not going to work out. It's the same with, um, this could be applied to anything. I I mean, obviously, David Goggins, you have to apply it to physical fitness. Yeah, but it's life in general. It's life in general. Um, everything you do, you cannot give up the, you know, Anything and everything, if it comes easy, like people say there's easy money out there, nothing is easy. You have to work. You have to suffer for it. And once you suffer for it, maybe you can see some sort of, uh, some sort of, you turn that, you turn that, uh, piece of coal into a diamond, but it's not going to be. It means more to you too. Like to, to, to come from the bottom and get to the top, it means a lot more than if some, somebody was just given it, right? Like you went through the trials and tribulations of it and um you know the hardships man i mean i've been there i've been down in the dumps just like anybody else and but i never let myself like keel over like i always like you know i gotta what what do i need to change to make things better how i approach things my mentality um you know do i need to work extra harder stay a little bit longer um put that time in right um, I think that's where I learned it in sports is because it sports teach you about adversity a lot. Cause you lose, you know, losing, how do you deal with losing? Right. Like you're going to lose a lot. You have to lose a lot. Yeah. So yeah. that's the thing is, but I, I agree with that quote, like adversity. I, I take adversity out of that. That's basically what he's saying. That's, that's what it applies to me. I think it sucks to go through the bumps, but in the end, it's going to mean a lot more, and it's going to make you a better and stronger person. It, so if a guy starts and gets a uh, $10 million business, but he was given this, he was, you know, his parents are wealthy, whatever, he's going to have that business, and it's going to be profitable or whatever, but is he going to have the character of the guy that had to hustle and actually had to work to get to the point to that business being there? Because I guarantee the guy that had to hustle – he went through so much awful no's, failures, stuff didn't work out, bought the wrong product, whatever, but he's still here and he's still, you know, still making it. That's motivational, not the person that's just given something and they're like, oh, right. this is pure success. Yeah. And David knows about that more. All than about it. Yeah. But with that, we're going to end it off on that David Goggins quote, but stay tuned for episode three. Uh, 
make sure to like and subscribe if you have any questions to ask us that we can bring up on our next podcast leave that in the comment section uh, yeah we're always down for anybody that has any questions about us and we can help out and add value uh, or even topics if you know maybe you've heard something we talked about that maybe we could talk more about so yeah let us know guys all right later guys thank you